What is up, guys? Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Dynasty Fan Podcast. We got a good show for today talking about a week six recap of the best plays, right? RBs, QBs, wide receivers. So what's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? Doing well, man. Excited to talk some uh, fantasy. I'm doing pretty well in most of my leagues. Um, put up a couple duds in a couple leagues, but for the most part, doing well, man. Wide receivers are saving me big time today. Yeah, for sure. Some big performances, man. So we're going to start out going over some QB performances, noteworthy performances, starting with Mr. Matty Ice. Finally, a big game for Matt Ryan. He's QB2 on the week right now. He's got 27 fantasy points, almost 400 yards passing, 380 yards, 389 yards passing, three touchdowns. Worth noting, though, 58 pass attempts, man. That might be like a season high right now. I know two threw a lot too that one game, but 58 pass attempts. So with no JT, they definitely threw the ball a lot. But still, if you're a Matt Ryan owner, right, and Michael Pittman had a huge game, definitely good to see. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, he looked like Matty Ice from three or four years ago with his years um, in Atlanta, right? I mean, he 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 looked very young. He threw, like you said, close to 60 times. I mean, it's definitely something that was unexpected. Um, so we'll see if he can keep it up moving forward. But I think it's a good uh, a good start, right? There was some rumors that basically um, if he started looking bad in this game, they were going to start looking at Sam Ellinger. Um, so, you know, maybe that little pressure got to him, a little, you know, kind of get him on the hot seat a little bit. And so he, he put out his best game of the season by far. Definitely, definitely so, man. And another guy I was very happy for, because I have some shares of this player, right, was Joe Burrow, man. So big game from Burrow. He's QB1 right now. Gets you 300 yards, right? So 28 out of 37, man. So that's pretty good. Highly efficient right there. Gets you three TDs. He also gets you a rushing TD, man. Four for 25 and a rushing TD. So that's definitely good to see. And we finally saw some connection with Jamar Chase, right? So Jamar Chase also gets a huge game, and it shows, right, with Joey B's performance as well. So I think that we're finally going to see, right, some positive regression, right? They haven't seen that big play with him and and Chase connecting on those big plays, which we saw a lot last season. And Chase is still getting the targets, right? He's still targeting him. And I think this is the the turning in the tide, right? We're going to see some big games coming up from Chase and Joe Burrow. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, that uh, Jamar Chase, really quick, was he was one of the buy low wide receivers that we talked about um, these first five six weeks. We just said this is not the Jamar Chase that we know. He's going to turn it around. He's too good, um, and he has Joe Burrow. They have great chemistry. Um, he has a, he has big play capability and big threat capability, and we finally saw that today. As far as Joe Burrow is concerned, we knew that he's a great quarterback, and uh, today I just knew that he was going to have a good game. Um, a lot of people in the TikTok were asking me, Geno Smith or Joe Burrow, and I'm like, look, I know Geno's been great, but I'm not going to sit Joe Burrow um, for Geno Smith, and it definitely paid off today. He came out, and he had a great game, um, so it was really good to see for both those guys. Yes, sir. Now, moving into the running backs, somebody that you may not have heard of. We got this guy won me a league, man, probably maybe two. 
in a pinch. Dion, primetime Jackson, man. RB1. And he got hurt, too. He left, like, early, like, in the, I think early in the fourth or something. Like, he left early in the game, dude. And he had 28.1 fantasy points. He is the RB1 on the week right now. So just crazy, man. If you plugged and played him, great game from Mr. Dion Jackson. Right, he filled in nicely. 12 rush attempts for 42 yards, so nothing really there. Get you a rushing touchdown. But, man, 10 receptions for 80 yards, dude. So that was it right there. That was a lot of the production. And we saw we, – we really liked him, right, as going in as a little sleeper because with no Naheem Hines, no Taylor, we figured that he would get some targets as well as the carries. But, man, 10 receptions for 80 yards. That's great. RB1 on the season. I mean, I mean RB1 on the week. I definitely didn't see that. But I thought, hey, maybe a top 20, you know, top 20 finish might be on the cards. But dang, RB1. Yeah, on the live stream, he was somebody that we were, I was basically saying, yeah, if, he, if you're in a pinch, if you and you, you know, maybe he can get you 10, 12 points. It goes out and just balls out, man, 25 points. And it was really all in the passing game, like you said. So um, I think this is kind of a good sign for Jonathan Taylor, man. Hopefully he can come back and get those passing targets because he's definitely going to be the runner, I think he's going to be a lot better runner, but the passing targets is just what we haven't really seen from Jonathan Taylor yet so far this year. So hopefully, you know, the my Jonathan Taylor shares will uh, come back quickly and put up similar performances moving forward. Yep. And another great performance, right, from Ramondre Stevenson. So he follows up his big performance from last week with yet another one. He is the RB2, man, the RB2 on the week. Gets you pretty much 20-plus opportunities again. 19 carries, 76 yards, two rushing touchdowns, man. So no Damian Harris, man. I don't know how long Damian Harris is going to be out, but as long as Damian Harris is out, man, the upside of Ramondre is just its ridiculous, man. Then he gets you four for five in the targets, right? So four receptions, 15 yards. So Ramondre right now, he's looking pretty, man. He was pretty much beat out. Right, Damian Harris, he was already earning a little bit more work with Damian Harris in the lineup. So now without Damian Harris, man, he's just got he's got a really high, really top five ceiling. Yeah, well, he was somebody that I was telling uh, people on the live stream to get in your lineups, get him in your DFSs, and he definitely paid off, man. And it's kind of weird because he did kind of start off a little bit slow. It looked like the Browns were trying to make a concerted effort. You know, they were playing against a backup quarterback and Billy Zappi or Zape however yeah, you pronounce his name. But uh, so they made a concerted effort on the ground to kind of try to stop that New England uh, rushing attack. But Stevenson, man, he's just explosive. He busted off a couple of huge runs, gaping holes. And then, you know, like you said, if he's going to get any work in the passing game, he's going to be top five man, without Damian Harris there for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. And another, well, not another, but another rookie, that is stepping onto the scene, right? We've seen Damian Pierce. We've had Brees Hall, which Brees Hall again, man, another great performance from Brees. But we're going to go with Kenny Skywalker, man, finally gets his shot, his really his season debut, right, where he gets the workload. 21 rush attempts, gets you basically 100 yards, 97 yards, 4.62 yards per carry, gets you a touchdown. And I do like that he got three targets, man. You know, not much, but that's still good, right? couple extra points in your PPR leagues. So Kenny Skywalker, man, not bad for his first outing. Played Arizona, which is a decent defense, right? Gets the Chargers next, so it should be a pretty good outing for him next week as well. 
Yeah, man. I mean, uh, he was an RB7 on the week. I mean, that's huge. As a rookie, to finish RB7 and really your first game um, coming out being the the main guy, right? Like We saw him like in spurts in, uh, in previous games, um, but this was basically like his first game as the main RB, and so to come out and do what he did was very impressive. Um, and the Seahawks have a need, man. Without Penny, there's, there's going to be volume. He's going to get touches as long as he can stay healthy I means he's going to be probably an RB10 rest of the season or better RB10 or better rest of the season. Yeah, for sure, man. And another big performance, this guy's CMC gets you another 20 piece, man. So CMC really the difference right now has been the targets. Like he's like, that's three weeks in a row with 20 plus fantasy points. Right. But he only had eight, eight carries. 14, then 13 this week. But the difference, this is what his targets. Week three or week four, nine targets. Week five, 12 targets. Week six right now, he was, had eight targets. He went seven for 90 yards, basically. 90 yards in the passing game. So definitely going to be huge for his upside and his ceiling. That was a little concern early on, right, with Baker. He wasn't really getting some targets early on. Early, It was like five, four or five targets, right, those first three weeks. So now you're seeing eight to 12 targets. That's definitely going to be great for his ceiling. And I'm just glad to see CMC, right, living up to the hype, right, with three in a row, three games with 20-plus fantasy points. So definitely good to see, man, CMC still balling out. Yeah, and especially with all the trade rumors, you know, uh, there's a lot of rumors out there that the Panthers are willing to move him. There's a, a handful of teams that are interested and he came out and he put on a showcase, man. And he definitely said, hey, I'm a valuable RB, a top RB in this league. And he stayed relatively healthy through the first six games. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know. Um, there's definitely some teams that need a running back. And he could definitely help make a team a playoff push or even a championship contender if he joins their team. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting next couple of weeks. Yeah, I heard Niners were interested, and then even the Bills, which we know, and the Rams, man. I know the Rams shopping acres. If he would go to the Rams. So worth mentioning, too, right? Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard might be good little ads right now, sneaky ads coming into the next week on your waiver wire. If CMC were to be dealt, right, then those guys pretty much come into the front lines, right? So it's just some names worth mentioning. And it wouldn't be a Dynasty Fan Podcast show if we didn't mention Travis Etienne and J-Rob. We're saying it again, man. Travis Etienne again just outperforms J-Rob, right, with similar carries. The yardage that he gets is just a lot. It's just a lot different, right? He just looks different as a runner, right, as a playmaker in that backfield. And it's not looking good for J-Rob, man. That's three games in a row that it's just been really poor performances. RB63 in week four. Right. Week five, he was RB50. This week, RB30, man. So J Rob seems to just been been struggling, right? They even put in Jamichael Hasty. Even Jamichael Hasty got went in there and he ripped off a big run. Jamichael Hasty had a big touchdown run. So it's just not looking good for J Rob. Right. So Jamichael Hasty would finish as an RB19, man. I think it was only a few carries, but still, even he finished over J Rob. So I don't know, man. It's not looking good for J-Rob, but definitely looks good for ETN. I think he just got to get more work, right? It's still decent, right? He's doing good. He's getting you the yards, but he's not got the goal line carries. It hasn't got a touchdown yet. 
but I think he's got to earn more work coming into this next week. Yeah, I agree, man. I think the tides are definitely shifting little by little. Um, it seems like they don't want to maybe trust him completely. Um, maybe they still want to try to work in J-Rob from time to time. I mean, J-Rob still out-carried him, right? 12 carries, but uh, ETN was way more efficient, man, and he looked like the better running back. Um, so I think that it's, like you said, only a matter of time till you know, we start to see Travis Etienne eat into more snap share and into more of the workload there moving forward. Yeah, for sure, man. So now let's move in to our wide receivers. We have Tyquan Thornton, man. Solid performance, dude. So second round pick out of Baylor from the New England Patriots. He's been on the IR, right? He's been injured. So last week he only played a little bit. This week he gets a little bit more run, and he has a solid week. He's he's wide receiver eight on the week, four receptions at thirty seven yards, gets a TD. So solid week he got you. And the other thing too though was they used him in the run game. He had uh, three rushes for sixteen yards. So maybe without Damian Harris, maybe they're going to use him a little bit at the goal line. Gets you a touchdown also in the run game. So definitely good to see right from Tyquan Thorn. Not, not bad for. His second game, not bad, man. Yeah, man, I'm uh, loving him. I got some shares of him in Dynasty. Um, and, you know, honestly, I was kind of in danger of dropping him this past week just because I need, I really needed a running back. And so there were some good options on the waiver wire, but I'm glad I held him, man. So it's looking pretty good moving forward. I mean, we know that they have Jacoby Myers, right? Jacoby Myers is – the wide receiver won there. But after that, I think it's really up for grabs. I mean, we have seen Devontae Parker um, when Jacoby was out be pretty solid. Um, but but they need a playmaker in that offense besides Jacoby. And Tyquan Thornton can definitely be that, man. His speed is electric. That's why, like you mentioned, they're trying to get him the ball, um, not only in the passing game, but on some uh, runs and things like that. So, I mean, so, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for him moving forward. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Yeah, I got him relaxing on some taxis, man. So definitely good to see. So now next receiver getting into is going to be the Lazard King, man. Alan Lazard, he's been pretty steady, you know, since he's come back. He had that his first game back was was decent, nine points, right? But pretty much since week three, man, 14, 17, 13, 17 points. So that's a solid floor. And these past weeks, all above eight targets, right? Three weeks in a row, eight, eight, and nine targets. Only four receptions, but pretty much they're using him a lot. They're looking for him a lot in that red zone. He's got uh, four touchdowns in the last five games. So Lazard, man, if he's getting eight or nine targets, right, that's pretty good. And then they're using him in the red zone. So he's a solid, right, wide receiver two option, right? You're not playing him as your wide receiver two, but a little flex play, maybe wide receiver three. That's a solid floor there for Lazard, man. Yeah, I said it on the live stream, man, but Aaron Rodgers is looking for him, especially when they get down by the goal line. We know that Aaron Rodgers likes to trust certain receivers, um, and he has some chemistry with uh, Lazard. So, like you said, four um, four touchdowns in five games, that's pretty thats pretty big, man. And so um, he also has a 100-yard game in those uh, five games. So he really is, um, you know, basically – solidifying himself as Aaron Rodgers, basically number one weapon, or at least 1A, right? Because Romeo Dobbs is still getting some targets too. But 
I think Lazard has been more consistent, at least uh, through the five games so far. Yeah, for sure, man. So going into the wide receiver one, pairing with Joe Burrow, the wide receiver one on the week, and we have Mr. Jamar Chase, man. So big game from Jamar Chase. Definitely, definitely good to see. So he goes out seven receptions for 132 yards, man. So the positive regression hits hard today. Finally, we get some big plays. It's not a Gabe Davis-like performance, right? He needed seven receptions on there to get his two touchdowns. But solid performance, man. 32.20 fantasy points for Jamar Chase. You love to see it. We've been saying, right, he's getting the targets, right? He's been getting the targets. It's only a matter of time to those big games hit. And I'm very glad to see it finally. I had a pin post, right? I had that pin post of him on Twitter being my wide receiver one. I was like, man, if he does another game, I'm, I'm going to have to take that down. I can't have that up anymore. But 32 points for Jamar Chase. Definitely good to see. Big game from him and Joe Burrow. I'm hoping that we continue to see these big plays going forward as well. Yeah, man, it was uh... – Definitely exciting to watch. That game was definitely probably one of the games of the week that were just putting up a lot of points. Um, his second touchdown was a 60-yarder, man. That's just – it's crazy. It was a 60-yard touchdown. I mean, he's just so explosive and electric, um, somebody that you're going to just put in your lineup every week and start no matter what because he can go off for these types of performances. Um, so moving forward, like you said, I hope this is kind of like that marker where – we're just going to be a little bit more consistent moving forward. Hopefully him and Joe Burrow kind of figured some things out. And so uh, I'm excited to see see it because I just traded for him in a, in a couple of leagues. I just traded for him in a dynasty league, and I just traded for him in a redraft league. So, Yeah, definitely, man. He was definitely one of the trade targets. A lot of people, when they would ask, hey, who's a little buy right now? I said, Jamar Chase, man. He was pretty much my number one option. I'd tell everybody. Try to get Chase right now. I, we've seen him go in a lot of different leagues. I've seen a lot of people being able to acquire him right now, which was pretty much impossible last year, right? So definitely if you got Chase, you're, you're feeling happy about it now. So now we're moving on to the tight ends. Finally, man, George Kittle. George Kittle and Tonin pretty much like mirrored each other, man. Let's see. They're, right, they're the tight end four and five. They had – Tonin had 10 for 90. George Kittle eight for 80. So solid performances. Finally, we saw George Kittle get some targets. And Tanya, too, man, he's been he's been a good little, right? We've seen in the past where Aaron Rodgers can rely on him a little bit. So 10 receptions, dude, 12 targets for Robert Tanya. Definitely solid. And then another guy we have on here, Mike Gusecki, finally gets some targets, man. Seven targets, six receptions for 70 yards, two receiving touchdowns, right? Twenty. He's the tight end one on the week. So probably won't get those those touchdowns but still good to see right Mike Gusecki get a little involved hopefully going forward they'll try to involve him a little bit more they just haven't really involved him in the offense so definitely good to see Gusecki and Kittle finally doing something man yeah man I mean I was it was getting rough there for a little bit you know I was getting questions like Kittle or Taysom Hill today for tight end and I'm like guys look I know Taysom Hill had a huge game last week but that's just too volatile for me um, I don't want him to uh, be my tight end if I have George Kittle, right? If you have George Kittle, you got to start him every week, man, with the exception of a couple guys. Um, if you drafted George Kittle, I mean, you have to put him in because he's capable of 
putting up numbers like he did today. I mean, like you said, 12 targets. He had a good game. It was his best game of the season. Hopefully that, you know, they'll continue to use him the way they did today moving forward. So. Yep. And so now, finally, we're going to be closing. Time to panic. Is it time to panic, right, on some of these players? These are some guys that are all RBs, mind you, that I just think, man, it's time to worry, right? So Dobbins, he had one big game, hasn't looked good since. Something happened. He got banged up again, right? He had something going on with his knee again. I'm not sure if it's the same knee that he injured last season, but Dobbins, man, out. And now Kenyon Drake went in there. I mean, he looked decent. He's probably going to be a popular waiver ad, right? Kenyon Drake went in there. He looked pretty good, man. Looked pretty solid. Then you have Najee, man. He gets 14 carries, 40 yards, man. It's just, it's been bad for Najee. Then he gets you a touchdown. Right, so Najee gets you a, t- a touchdown, two receptions, twelve points. Not what you want to see, right? You finally got the touchdown. That's a decent game, but you think twelve points? You would think you want to see that with no touchdown, right? This is with the touchdown. That's pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much the ceiling, right? The ceiling is twelve to fifteen points. That's not what you want with your round one draft pick. Then you have the news with Cam Akers, man. It's not going good with Cam Akers. I think he wants out. Not sure he liked the role for him that they had for him, so I'm not sure they're or they they were actively trying to trade him, and he didn't like that. I'm not sure what's going on, but they're trying to trade Cam Akers. They have him on the trade block, so it might be good, I guess, depending where he goes. If he goes to a backfield that he could basically lead, but there's not many spots, man. So we'll see who ends up in the Cam Akers sweepstakes. Maybe the Niners, right? But they got Elijah Mitchell coming back, so. If Daryl Henderson owners, right, you should be happy, right? Maybe Kyron Williams is a good little flyer coming off the IR soon, I hope. And you got the Washington backfield, man, with B-Rob and Gibson. It just looks like a mess, man. It's just, it's a split backfield, right? Three-headed backfield and not so great of a team, really, right? It's not so great of a team. So not good to see, right, for B-Rob. I know the coach said maybe they're going to get Gibson more involved next week. It's just not good. I really don't – I would want to – like I have one league where I have Gibson and Robinson. I might try to just package both of them to somebody and try to grab somebody, man. I, I'm going to probably look around and see if I could shop both of them and two for one, right? Send them two and grab an RB that I like better than them. And then the Green Bay backfield also, right? Green Bay in general just hasn't looked good. A.J. Dillon has not looked good, man. A.J. Dillon – or it has not been good for for fantasy as well as Aaron Jones, really Aaron Jones outside of like one big game. It hasn't been that good for Aaron Jones as well. AJ Dillon, nine fantasy points this week, RB 21. Aaron Jones with seven fantasy points this week, man. So Aaron Jones, I'm a little disappointed. You know, I got him. uh, I had high expectations. A lot of people thought Aaron Jones, right, was going to be leading with targets, getting a whole bunch of receptions. He's getting you two or three receptions a week. I mean, his max receptions is three. I mean, that's not good, right? If you, a lot of people that drafted him, I myself thought this dude is going to get a lot of targets. Everybody looked at the splits without Devontae Adams and thought Aaron Jones, man, without Devontae Adams, he's getting a bunch of targets, bunch of receptions. It has not been the case so far, man. Three receptions max and seven fantasy points this week. So I'm disappointed in Aaron Jones, man. A lot of his production came from week two where he had those uh, 32 fantasy points with a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. 
So I'm a little worried about Jones, man. I might be looking to shop him as well. Yeah, man. I mean, out of all these guys, there's definitely concerns for a lot of them, right? Because when we're looking at we play, we're at week six right now, you know. So getting to almost that halfway point, right? Week seven, week eight is pretty much the halfway point of our season, right? If you play in a it playoff start like maybe week 14 or 15 for most people. So out of all the guys that I'm most concerned about, I would say it's J.K. Dobbins, man, just because of where he was drafted in redraft leagues. And then also um, he hasn't looked very good. But then today he also the, he, he said his knee was stiffening up on him uh, or swelling up on him or something. So that's just not good, man. I mean, uh, let's hope that he's okay. Um, let's hope that he doesn't miss time. But he just hasn't looked good, and he just he's not getting the work. He's not getting volume. Um, so he's the guy I'm, I would say I'm most concerned about. Uh, the other guy is Cam Akers, man. He's probably played his last game, like you said, in with the Rams. So we don't really know the you know the locker room what's going on there. But maybe this is a good thing, um, depending on where he gets sent out. Um, so we'll see. But out of all these guys, if there was a guy, I guess we're going to talk about this later on but if there was a guy i think i'd buy low on it's probably aaron jones man but i'm gonna do some more digging and some research and uh we'll talk about that later on during the week yeah for sure man maybe a trade show coming up or a buy low sell high show coming up so that's all we have for you guys thank you guys for listening in and tuning in supporting the channel be sure to give us a like and subscribe to the podcast if you have not already And until then, we will see you guys next time, man.